and welcome. We are back. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast, where I'm coming to you only through your ear hole, which is probably frozen over right now because it's a very cold week here at World Headquarters. I want to thank you for being here today. I'm here with Gracie, my co-host, who seems to have run off and is probably hiding somewhere warm at the moment. Now, we are in 41 countries still, stuck at 41. Where's that next country? So I want to ask the two people that watch the show on Apple TV how exactly you do that. All right, so email me, marktruckinganswernation.com, and say, hey, Mark, I'm on Apple TV, and that's how I get the show. I get it through my ear hole through Apple TV. What the heck? How does that work? We have some transportation news today, some automotive news, and another reason we are not on Mars. You know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of idiots that live here that we have to support with our tax dollars. And uh, there is another one coming up today. So first, I'd like to take, uh, as we're close to January 6th, I'll take a moment here to read a passage to everyone. I'd like you to listen to it, and uh, then we're going to talk about that uh, for a moment, all right? So uh, let's do that right now. So this is the passage. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To that that to secure their rights, government are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whomever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizations, its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils, while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. That applies to drivers as well, doesn't it? But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over the states. To prove this, the facts submitted to the candid world. Now, that, my friends, is from the Declaration of Independence. Okay, the Declaration of Independence. It's in some weird wacko document it's what we live our lives by so remember the founding fathers all signed on to it and believed what everyone every citizen should believe and the government should always wonder it should always work for you it is your government by you they have only the power that we give them 
And it's interesting. It says that people will continue to suffer things smallly. That is correct. And that's what happens in trucking as well. People are at a terrible place but refuse to leave because it's easier to stay than leave. And sometimes, sometimes you may just need to leave. Remember, uh, there's at some point that tipping point goes over. But don't ever think that no matter what media you listen to, that, you know, removing a government is somehow wrong or illegal. Remember this. The reason we are here is because people took action and removed a government that did not suit them. Without that, we'd still be speaking English instead of good old American. That's what I say here today. So now our history lesson is over and we go to the I-95 debacle that is still in the news. All right, I-95. Now, there were a bunch of people stuck on the interstate, including many trucks, on I-95 in Virginia, okay, in the past week. Here's what people are saying now. I mean, I'm just about sick of it, to be honest with you, and here's why. The government didn't act. The government, listen to me. The government is not going to save you. It is not your savior. And what the governor came out and said, which I kind of agree with him partially, he goes, well, look, what are people doing on the road? I agree. Why are you out there? VDOT, Virginia Department of Transportation, came out and said, look, we didn't know about this weather. It was going to go on. It's so AccuWeather, which I love, came out and said, hey, wait a minute. We predicted this 36 hours before the first snowflake fell. We said that there going to be a foot of snow, so we don't want to hear about it. But the real thing is, why are you out there in that weather? Whether you're in a car, a truck, there were people with their kids griping, no, no water. I love that. By the way, you're surrounded by water. It's snow to foot of snow. Okay. There's water everywhere. Grab it. Bring it in your car. Boom. Take snow. You need two things to get water. Snow and heat. All right. So you got those two things. You got water. Why are you traveling around with your two kids in the gigantic storm? I don't know if people know this. You can look ahead and see what the weather is going to be. I don't want to hear about mileage. I get paid. I'm not going to get paid. What do you think you got paid for this? Did people get extra pay for this? Probably not. Sitting for two days, well, what, a little over a day, I guess, some people sat in the storm. It's crazy. It's just crazy to be out in it. One guy, oh, I'm going to go visit my parents. You can't wait a day to go do that? Ridiculous. Another guy in a Tesla, which was kind of funny. I guess he wanted to plug into the truck next to him. Now, I will say, if you have an APU, you could charge a Tesla. You'd There's a 120, at least there is on my truck, uh, Oh, in the side door. Open it up, there's like an inverter with a plug. So that would actually charge him at a low rate, but enough to keep his heat running. But he, he needs a cord to get to you, so that is a possibility. Teslas have to keep their batteries warm. So while you're sitting there in the cold, the battery is being warmed by its own electricity, which is somewhat ironic. None of this is the government's fault. None of it. The government doesn't make it snow. It's probably one of the only things they haven't figured out how to do yet. Uh, to our own detriment. But uh, the government does not make it snow. Look at the weather before you go somewhere, would you please? There is no reason for this. Here, there was another thing just in Arkansas today. Uh, just in the news, uh, you know, uh, you know, at the recording of this podcast. Another big storm went through, made the roads bad, and who's getting trucks? Trucks in accidents, right? Holding up the roads. Why are we out in this weather? Tell the company to get bent. I'm not going out in the weather. It's not worth It's not worth it. Well, I need the money. Well, you know what? If you have an accident, you could lose your job or career. 
Okay, you could lose both those. You could certainly lose your job. You'll certainly lose the day because you're going to be messing around with accident stuff. These disabled trucks, a trucks disabled has to be towed. Everybody goes for a drug test before you come back to work. I mean, there's a lot of things that are moving along. It's just not worth it to me. It just isn't worth it. What, for a couple hundred dollars? Oh, my God. Mark, if I don't work, I'm going to knock in at my two or $300 a pay today or $400 or whatever. Okay. If $400 changes your life, change the way your life is so you can make safer choices. People stuck on I-95, I have not a lot of sympathy for them. If somebody was saying, I have a kidney for a transplant, that's one thing. But otherwise, your little trip to go to your parents, your others, one person was going to Disney World. Why are you making plans to drive down in the middle of wintertime? I just don't get it. One driver, truck driver, he said when he left, he left somewhere north of there, I guess. And oh, it's sunny, so it's going to be fine. And then he gets in there and he goes, oh, and it was all storming. Do you not know how to check the weather? I mean, it's so aggravating to, to me. And people go out in this kind of stuff without taking five minutes to check weather or anything else. It just doesn't make any sense today. And that person at Tesla, all right, if you can afford a Tesla, I got to believe they have a cell phone. I have to believe that they have a phone and can check the weather. Okay, you can call. I think VDOT has 511, although I don't know what that would have been saying. The Tesla on the screen. Okay, you can get weather on the screen in the Tesla. There's a lot of different ways to do this. So what? I would say what? Can we agree to at least 80% of people probably have a cell phone now? Maybe more? 80 to 90%, let's say that. All those people can check the weather on their phone, right? Okay, I've seen six-year-olds in the mall with phones. You know, nice phones. I'm like, crap, what is that? A Note, uh, you know, 20? What is going on? So uh, I got to believe you could check the weather. I just have to believe it. And there's no excuse for being out when they are predicting 36 hours in advance. They're predicting two inches an hour of snow. And states are saying we do not have plow drivers. So the roads are not going to be plowed the way that you expect them to be plowed years ago. Be very careful in this stuff. I'm not I'm no hero. All right. Bad weather. I'm parked. I'm parking it up. You see me at the truck stop parked up. No problem. I got no problem doing that. You can make fun of me all you want, could care less, don't care, right? And no problem. That keeps a clean record. Everybody's safe. I'm not running into people. People aren't hitting me. And if people, other drivers are going to say something about it, you know, that's fine. I, I can live with that. I can live with what other people think about it because I'm the one that has to make choices for me. So please park, be safe. The load's not worth it. Whatever you have, the load of ping pong balls or whatever can wait another day because these loads all waited another day anyways, didn't they? So I thought that was pretty interesting. Here's, an, here's a very interesting case. Okay, and I may do a video about this, but I'm not sure about it. But on here, we're going to talk about this. A truck driver and his company, of course, this is how it always works, is being sued by the family of a homeless man who he ran over. Now, here's how it worked. This homeless guy was sleeping underneath the driver's trailer, apparently. And what happened is the driver was making a delivery, I assume he's at a mall all right so it doesn't exactly say why he's there he gets in the truck leaves feels a bump and goes back there and he ran the dude over all right now their family is suing the company and here's why they're saying look he should have looked around underneath his truck before he left he didn't do a good pre-trip and he says uh for him for what he says is look i filed an official pre-trip with my company which here's the thing Okay, that is going to help him. For people that always tell me I don't have to do a pre-trip or whatever, 
guess what? In this case, you're going to wish you did a pre-trip that day and say, look, I did a pre-trip and he came in there after I did that. Because what are you supposed to do? Have an alarm down there when some homeless person goes to sleep under your trailer? And he says, look, I couldn't see that side because I was an inch away from the trailer next to me, which can happen. If you have roll-up door trailers, all right, there doesn't have to be a lot of room between the trailers. When you back up, they can squeeze the docks tighter together, that kind of thing, maybe at a Dollar Tree or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't say what story was in. And he said, look, I was going to look underneath there, uh, you know, but I have to pull out first. I can't see under there. I'm not, a, you know, an inch thick. I'm bigger than that. I can't get in there. And so this is where the fight is on this case. Now, what the, for, for all this, I don't think, even though I'm not a lawyer, right, that the driver will have to pay because he's an employee. Another reason to not be 1099 because they'll say, look, that person doesn't work for us. Go sue them. <clears throat> but he's an employee. So the company will have to pick that up. You know, my recommendation, I guess, is if you're drunk because they said there were many beer cans there with the person and homeless not to sleep under trailers. But, hey, that's just what I'm saying. It's funny that the family takes this time to do this and uh, nothing else. But this person run over dead, dead, right? And by the way, then dr the driver would have to go for a drug test, right? Death, <laughs> accident involving death. Interesting. So presumably that came out OK. They would bring that in the lawsuit as well. So him, his law, his um, pre-trip that he filed may be the turning point in the case, maybe, because without that, they have they could say, well, look, you're required to look around and. You didn't. How can you ensure the safe operation of your vehicle, which is what the law says, unless you go look at it? And so, but I do think there is something to be said for the fact that you can only look at places that you can access. So you may have to move the vehicle somewhere to where you can get better access to it. I've had that many times. They'll put a trailer, <laughs> idiots, right? An inch away from the next trailer. I've had to have them scoot it out. Or sometimes if I can pick it up, I'll drag the thing out before I can even crank the legs up or whatever. And that's nothing I can do about that. So if there was somebody back there, I can't get back there to see if there's someone back there. Is that my fault? I don't know. How else would you get back there? Do you have to call back there? Do I have to send like a dog back there to go check out or a Roomba to go see if it comes back? I don't know how that would work. I'm not exactly sure about that. I know in this case, they're being sued and we'll see where that goes. Maybe nowhere. I don't know if I'll ever even find out more about it because it's not that big of a lawsuit, but I thought it was pretty interesting. The three safest large carriers. Okay, this is accidents and incidents per 1 million miles traveled. Okay, number three, Prime. How about that? Good job, Prime. Keep it safe out there. Number two, CFI. All right, and the number one safest carrier in the United States uh, per mile traveled of large carriers is bison. How about that? Uh, I've always known that, really, that they're always have a huge emphasis on safety. And uh, they come up to be the number one safest large carrier. Uh, that's carriers with more than 100 million miles in the United States. That is bison. How about that? Pretty good. Pretty good about that. Now, did you see this, that Toyota has overtaken General Motors to be the number one vehicle seller in the United States? For last year at 90 years gm has been the top for 90 years that's partly because they have a thousand brands so i don't know that it should actually be like that you know toyota is toyota and then uh, with lexus and then gm you know we have all these buick osmobile you know pontiac saturn you know all the top brands in the country you know like uh stuff like that so 
Uh, GM, although it has always been number one, they got beat by Toyota. They're number two this year. How about that? Number two for the first time. And beat by what is, in effect, a foreign brand with, as far as I know, no unionized plants in the United States. I don't think they have any. They have a number of large plants, including a, a plant here in Indiana. But I don't think that they have any union plants where GM are. Does that matter? I don't know. They said, oh, GM is like Mary Barry, who is the... Uh, CEO of GM is like, oh, well, the chip shortage or whatever. And so uh, who knows? Toyota doesn't even really compete in the pickup truck market, even though many of you will write to me, Mark, what about the Tundra? It's like 90% of a regular pickup truck, you know, where GM sells the, the, the daylights out of Silverado's. So we'll see where that goes next year. GM said that is not going to happen again. We cannot have that. And so they're going back to the drawing board. They're like, how can we rebadge even more cars and make them even less, uh, you know, different from each other so that we can sell them to people? Maybe they can import some more Buicks from China like they already do with the small uh, Encore thing that they import. Beautiful, beautiful D. The pony car wars are here also, and I never agreed with this. So the number one selling pony car this year is the Challenger. They beat the Mustang. The Mustang, uh, Challenger 54,314. Mustang 52414. They always link these two together, and I think they're two different classes of cars. I really do. Challenger, bigger, kind of softer, a better ride. Mustang, more of a sports car. Challenger, almost like a grand touring car because of its size. Way more comfortable. I'd rather have a Challenger. You can still get a stick shift with the V8 in it, which is a nice uh, thing to get. Number three, Camaro at only 21,000 cars. It's not even close. You can't see out of thing. You ever sit in one? I sat in one. You can't see anything out of it. Okay, it's like driving around with a slit to look out of the front, like driving a tank around. All right, no visibility. By the way, this year, 52414 said it's the worst year for Mustangs ever. Okay, sales have been going down since 2016. Are people just done with the cars finally? Are they just like, you know, between insurance and, you know, repairs, the Mustang, the... The manual in the Mustang has had problems. It's got a class action lawsuit on it because it apparently grenades itself. If you put it under any kind of pressure, you know, people are saying, well, look, a Mustang is made for this kind of driving. That's why they, you know, they sell a track pack and then you go out in the track and the transmission explodes on it. And they're saying, well, you know, that's uh, you shouldn't be doing that with it. Well, that's what you make the car for. Challenger is on a 14 year old platform, by the way, 14 year old. And there's 80 million different kinds of them. Uh, scat packs, wide packs, slim packs, thin man packs, you know, all kinds of packs. You can get on them colors, weird colors and everything. Uh, I would take that over Mustang for sure with a stick, V8 and a stick. I think, uh, I don't know how many more years you're going to be able to get that in it. And it's time to do that right now without all that multi-displacement. Forget all that stuff, right? Regular V8 stick shifted one, absolutely. But even so, no matter what engine it had, I think it'd be a better car than a Mustang because it just rides better. It just does. Unless you're right on the edge of handling, you know, where on a track or something. Otherwise, get the Challenger. I, I agree with this one. Used car sales. So they have the top 10 used cars that were sold last year. And, you know, in the top, of course, what do we get? F-150. Of course, it's the number one selling new car, so it's the number one selling used car. Then Silverado, Ram 1500, of course, just like the sales go. But then the next one's a Civic. How about that? Number four best-selling used car was a Civic. 
And then Nissan Rogue. Who buys those? Who buys them new? Yuck. How about Yucko? Then Camry, Equinox, blah, boring. Then Escape, finally. RAV4, without, which does not have a great four-wheel drive system, in my opinion. And then the Accord. So even though people aren't buying sedans new, they do buy them used. I think they make a good buy used. If you can get a certified used one, I think that's not a bad way to do it. Now I want to take us to a reason why we're not on Mars. There's a bunch of dumb people here that waste our time and resources and so we can't spend the money necessary to go to mars if not for them a ticket to mars would probably be 29 dollars and 95 cents okay or 10 euros uh, but it isn't because we have a bunch of idiot people here so today we go to ohio and sitting in a cinder block basement with moldy walls is a man on a metal folding chair with one wonky leg and he's looking at the wall of his cinder block apartment being lit dimly by a 40 watt bulb hanging from a string and he notices that one of the cinder blocks has a crack in it the shape of Argentina and he ponders this as he looks through the wanted posters from his local police department because many police departments post wanted pictures online they're like hey if you've seen this person let us know and he notices one of the wanted ones is him and he says well what do you know about that so he looks at that picture and he is not satisfied with the picture that they have posted of him and what does he do well he sends the police a better picture he says look I look like Thundercat or James Brown in that picture. That's a quote. All right. And so here's a better picture. And the picture was way better. HD, right? Maybe 4K high quality. Nice. Looking good. He's in a, you know, looks good dressed up and everything. The picture they had looked terrible, right? Fuzzy, grainy, right? His picture, way better. Police thanked him, posted it, and he got turned in immediately by people that knew him. Because I guess he was right that the older picture didn't look great. So I think that's pretty awesome. And uh, so here's the thing. If you are wanted, do not send the police a better picture of you. Right? If they have a bad picture, let that picture ride. Don't send in better pictures. Because now we have to house this person. Right? His apartment is, uh, you know, Cinderblock apartment is up for lease again for somebody else. There'll be somebody to take that spot again, believe me. The appliances are not included in that either. But uh, his new picture did look good, and I wish they would have posted an, yet another picture of his arrest picture. That would have been even better. But uh, another Buckeye behind bars, oh, which is good, nice alliteration on that. So I want to thank everybody for listening today uh, as we head on out. So enjoy the rest of the day. Stay warm, right? And there's podcast Tuesday, Friday, weather permitting. So be there and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast.